0: This is the 2.1 cast. Visit the2.1.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The 2.1. Welcome, thanks for joining us again on the 2.1 cast. Stefan, Graeme, It's that time of the week again. How are you doing?
1: Not bad. How are you? You're looking quite presentable
0: for. I know. I know. The usual standards. I I like how every week this podcast starts with a comment (laughs) on how Neil (laughs) is looking. I mean, I don't wholly hate the idea of that happening every week. So. (laughs) uh, I know you. You saw me yesterday, Steph. I didn't Mm -hmm. even mention anything. I was quite upset. I'm not gonna lie. I know, I got to keep that ego
2: in check. I mean, this
0: is very true. Um, Yeah. Anything interesting happened to you over the last week? I, I had a churro last night. It was oh quite yeah. interesting.
1: Yeah, you know, that's about all my life amounts to, as some
0: fried dough. <laughs> what about you, Stefan? You look, give it a gog, a at, gog. Uh, yeah, at the idea of fried dough. What, you, the Liverpool striker? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, behave! Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, good. Uh, I mean, I think it's kind of obvious we're going to talk about Rangers this week. I think it'd be hard to talk about anything else given what happened at the weekend. Uh, A sore one for Rangers and Pedro Uh, Coutinho. A lot of people obviously giving them a pelter for the performance and I think it'd be hard to argue that it wasn't a pretty dismal performance when they crashed out to Motherwell in the League Cup semis. Coutinho himself, he had to watch from the stands after being sent from the touchline. But the question we're going to really look at, first of all, is Is this going to be the start of Coutinho being sent from the touchline for good? Is is he effectively effectively finished as Rangers manager now?
1: Uh, it's, It's difficult to see, to envisage a... Way back, out. I often think managers um, get into a cycle um, where you can't really envisage in the long term whether... I mean, I don't think Cusinha will get sacked this week. I don't even think if they they lose to Komarnik, he'll get sacked. But the next big game, if Rangers lose the next big game, um, it, I think it'll be difficult to see him surviving. And even 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 if he somehow sees out the season, is he the guy that Rangers need to... To restore them you know back to being competitive at the top of the uh, of the top flight i'm I've, I've been a bit of an advocate for pedro cochine and i've said give him a chance in previous podcasts and I'm, I'm now struggling to make
0: a bit of a case for him i think you're similar to well, from what i've seen and what i've heard and my friends who are rangers fans who have talked to people who in the past have maybe been an advocate of cochine and to give him time their patience has also run out, and it is—it's that one where he, he can't win, seem to win the games that matters. And th- no matter how resurgent this Motherwell team are, Rangers really should, given the money they've spent, they—they they should be beating that Motherwell team, and they should at least be making the League Cup final if they're not going to challenge. What it, even? It doesn't even look like they're going to challenge for the league. I, I think at this point they're going to struggle to challenge for second place, really. Oh
1: yeah, definitely. I mean. <laughs> I, I'd be surprised if they finished second now, as, as I said. But the, the weekend was a bit of a watershed for, for me, and as you say, for I get the feeling for a lot of um, Rangers fans that I saw on social media or, or so on. You, if you're Rangers manager, regardless of where the, the, the team is, you need to be winning big games. Now, of course, you could make the point that Rangers are never going to beat Celtic. They're never going to compete with Celtic at the moment. But a Motherwell team, uh, you should certainly be beating Partick Thistle in the, in the last round. They only managed to scrape their way through that as well. Whenever, whenever the pressure is on, this Rangers team seems to just falter. And I wouldn't say they crumble, they just don't show up. They, they just do not show up. We've seen glimpses of this team, what they're capable of, but there's no consistency, not just to the results, but to the microcosm of their performances themselves. They can't keep up a level for 45 minutes, never mind for 90 minutes. And I think against Motherwell, again, there were little bits where we went, oh, Rangers are coming back into this, and it just never culminated in anything.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think what's I find quite interesting is that everyone's talking about the result, but I think the results actually the less damning factor of it all. I think we've been champion championing Motherwell almost from the start of the season. Actually, I think they've been they've been probably considering the resources they've got. I think they might be the most impressive team in the Scottish Premiership this season. Um, they've already done real, like I said, they've done really well. Um, and I think Motherwell would genuinely give any team in Scotland a, a proper game. Um, I mean, I don't know if they would be able to beat Celtic, but I think they could genuinely make things very hard for them. Um, maybe not on the pitch at Hampden, but you know, for Park, whatever. So I think that doesn't surprise me. The result, I, 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 wasn't taken aback by the result as much as Rangers fans on Twitter and people like Graham who have been kind of on the fence, and now maybe that's pushed them over because. I mean, we, we wrote a piece last week about how good Motherwell are. Uh, we wrote a piece about how fierce they are, and how good they are at picking up points, even if they'd lose the first goal. Uh, and our predictions for this game were actually, my own predictions for the game was actually a draw in at, at, at the 90th minute. So I genuinely thought it was two teams going in that could have won this game.
1: There's no, there's no doubt in Motherwell an excellent team, but if you look at the budget, of course, Rangers, I think, I mean, I don't have the figures to hand, but I would hazard a guess they've, they've got about five times the budget that Motherwell will do possibly more. Um,
0: so Rangers should be doing better. Um, I think just to add to that as well, I think it's not maybe getting away from Motherwell deserved to win and played well and are in this kind of resurgent force like we've all been saying. I think it's more Rangers really never looked like they were going to do anything in that game and when the second goal went in, it wasn't, like Rangers or Celtic of old or a big big team anywhere else, if you score, it's like, oh, now you kind of angered them, they're going to come back and it's a wake-up call. They just kind of went into their shells and they they didn't look like getting back into the game. Yeah, the, the, the spirit of this the spirit and character
1: of this rangers team i think has, has been snapped in the last few weeks um there's as you say there was no hint really that i felt rangers were going to mount anything of a, of a comeback pedro kashinya as well is becoming let's be honest he's becoming a liability um he got sent from the from the touchline i know robinson got sent from the touchline as well as well but it was kashinya P- who instigated it um, and then obviously there's the way that he he deals with deals with the media, you know, on the Sunday saying he would shoulder the blame, and then the next day <laughs> pointing the finger at the players saying that they've embarrassed him and and the club. And this is something actually when we when we if we go all the way back to the start of the season, we did a a big feature on the site about uh, looking through Pedro Kashinia's past and what we could learn because it was a bit of, a, a bit of an unknown, obviously, even in the summer after he'd been in charge for a few months. And we spoke to Tom Marshall, who's a a football writer in Mexico and the thing that he said to me was that he's he's quite volatile and he gets distracted by things outside the club now this season we've seen well last season we saw the spat with McInnes this season we've seen the St. Johnson leak, leak story he squared up to Scott Brown uh, on the touchline and Tom, Kenny Miller Kenny, the Kenny Miller thing yeah Um, you know Tom Marshall told us that he once turned up to a press conference at Santos Laguna with, with a Uh, dossier if you want to call it that of decisions referees had given against his team and went through them in a Rafa Benitez style uh, and that was really the the end of him he he does seem extremely temperamental and I don't think a Rangers manager is always going to have distractions um, such as the nature of of football in Glasgow and he as a character does not seem capable of dealing with that
2: yeah I mean the the second point I was going to add before you guys moved in was that you know, although the result on Sunday, I don't think alone should decide his job. I thought what really stood out for me was the fact that the press conference on Monday was really, really, really quite telling. I thought. I mean, I sat down and watched it in whole before we went to do this podcast, and some of the things he was coming out with were crazy. Obviously, the top line, which most of the papers and and broadcasters, etc., and the media in general went with, was the point that he was now blaming this, the the players, and you know. Go in a bit more detail. That he simply said that he showed up at training, he talked to the players, and then he explained in the press conference the idea that even going back to the last season, he was like, "There's something wrong with the character of the players in the squad. I can only, I can only um, coach them so well. I can only train them so well. I can only put the formations, the tactics, so well. So where it's when they go out on the pitch, and it's something I can't deal with. That's where it goes wrong. So." You know,
1: if you was saying that last season, he's got an al- almost a completely new team, so that's surely on him.
2: Well, he, you think he he was also suggesting that he hasn't got his own full team yet, and we've already saw him this season already lament the behaviour and attitude of some of the um, you know the, the guys who stuck around after Warburton. Um, so he was quite happy on Mon- in the press conference on Monday to basically blame the, the players. But then he started going about other things as well. He started going about how the referees in Scotland aren't very good. You asked if any good referees are coaching at top level, a few reporters have responded saying, you know, i have got really common stuff in Champions League. He's like, Yeah, but what about the what about the lighter stages? What about the later stage and what about your players? Do you have any world renowned players from Scotland? And he was just, he just went off on one. Well, that's that's interesting you
1: say that because I was just about to say he gets he seems to get really flustered in these situations. I was I was um I was in the room after the the game against Celtic when he was when he was talking about um, I don't know if you remember this line but he was talking about Scott Brown what he perceived to be an elbow on Morelos maybe I can't quite remember um, that doesn't matter anyway he was basically the line was you know if I was on the pitch that wouldn't have been allowed which was the top line everyone took but I witnessed him trying to get his point across and he was all over the place in trying to get this point across now you could say that was oh, English isn't his first language, but it, it, I wonder how that translates into a dressing room environment. Are the players, when he's in that flustered you know, mood, mm-hmm. um, is he able to communicate what he wants tactically from a team and in terms of the character of the team? I'm, I'm starting to doubt it.
2: Yeah, I mean, and just to kind of draw a line under my point, what I, that's that's the thing that really stands out for me, it's not really the fact that he lost a really good Motherwell team, it's the fact that he now looks like he's, I mean, the comments alone we're kind of worrying, but it looks as though he'd, he's now picking fights with his own players. He's now, he's now blaming his own players over him to save his own skin to an extent. So, and when that happens, things don't tend to work out.
0: Well, let's kind of move on slightly. Tactically, So, obviously off the pitch and Kachinya's character maybe, but, but what are the issues with this Rangers team tactically? Because it, it certainly isn't working, or I think Steph and I were talking before we, we recorded this podcast, but... He, he's not won three games in a row yet, and I think did
2: he allude to that as well that essentially they just aren't consistent well, enough. Are, that's that in the press conference he brought it up quite a lot, and he said, you know, that he he basically blamed the players and their, their mentality for that. He says there's something to do with them, and they can't seem to deal with the pressure. But so, what are the problems tactically, or are there problems tactically, or is it purely down to the players? Well, I mean,
1: if you're looking to that team and where there's a there's a gap, it's I think for me it's certainly in the uh, left midfield position, which. We we sat and talked about this. I think about a month ago, and we we all spoke about exactly the same thing. You know, it was a problem that we could envisage. I think Jamie Walker was maybe the guy that thought might come in and, and do a job. Josh Windass has shown glimpses, as have many of this Rangers team this season. But in terms of finding consistency, um, you know, I watched the the performance of Rangers against uh, Motherwell on Sunday and. Uh, I just felt they were really disjointed in, 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 the, in the final third. And there's only so much that Alfredo Morelos can do. I, I, I'm actually a big fan of Morelos. And even against Motherwell, I felt he was he was lively enough. He was doing as much as he could. I mean, I, I, some people will point out a few of his theatrics, uh, shall we say. and But in terms of causing a, a, a nuisance, he was certainly holding up his end of the bargain. I just, I, I personally think they don't move the ball... Um, from that central midfield part, uh, platform of Ryan Jack and Dorans Doran. yep, Green Uh Into there's there's not a link. And I, we we've spoken about Pena on this on this podcast before. A lot of people have Pena down as that link between the attack and the midfield. We did a piece on, on the site a few weeks ago about well maybe we've got Carlos Pena wrong and that's not his role in that team. And I just think there's no one to, to move that the, the ball from from what the midfield line to the, the attacking line.
2: Yeah, I th- and this this is perhaps where I maybe do have some sympathy with Cuxinha, because I do look at that team and I do think there are two separate squads or two separate teams trying to play together. Uh, you have the team of Candace, you have the team of Morelos, uh, and you have the team of Bruno Alves at the back, and I think those three are really good players. Um, And I, and I think all three have actually done really well, Candace, doesn't really maybe get as much credit as the other two, but I think, like, like, though, I think, he I think he's, he's like toothless. I think he's like
0: he's like he's, it reminds me of Kenny Miller in the sense that he'll run and he'll run and he'll yeah. run, but he's not get maybe he's not, not getting the most. You can't fault his effort, but he's maybe
2: not the most quality player. Well,
1: I think well, he lacks a final product, Candice. I don't
0: think he's the worst of their
1: signs by any means, but I do think he lacks a. Well,
2: there's an article on our website today actually looking at the best wingers in the league this season and uh, he's up there in terms of stats, in terms of key passes, in terms of crosses, in terms of pass. So I mean, you read that article, where can I find it? 2.1.com yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh, And he is up there and so, I, I mean, and this is why I was willing to give Pedro Cucina a bit more time at the start of the season because the players that they did, they did bring in this summer by and large have done well. Uh, Declan John, I am not, sh- I don't think he was a Cucina signer, was he? He's a loan
0: signing, isn't he? Oh, yeah. So, so uh, he came in this. Up.
2: Yeah, he's 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 looked good as well, actually. And I think I think actually, I think Lee was. I mean, I wonder if I, I, I. mean, I could be completely wrong here. Maybe Rangers fans agree with me, but I think a lot of people were maybe a bit apprehensive about admitting that Lee was maybe isn't as good as some people. at Ibrox want to suggest he is. Um, Tavenier as well. Tavini is very good going forward, but I think it, he struggles at the back. So I think both of them probably struggled to synchronise quite well with Cardoso and, and Alves, although I'm not sure Cardoso was very good at all. Uh, and then, as Graham pointed out, you've got Dorns and Jack in the middle who look complete odds with the rest of the team. I think Jack's done quite well this season. Dorns, despite being like one of the top goal scorers in the league, oddly enough, I think has looked... Way off the way off the pace. Do you don't think he deserves a Scotland call-up enough? <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. Um, but he
1: did make the point Ryan Jack might be in the reckoning.
2: I think Ryan Jack's done very well, I do. The, the thing, but I think... I think
1: Raised eyebrows are not visible in the podcast. I <laughs> I didn't, didn't it, wasn't, it
2: wasn't just Ryan Jack should be playing for Scotland. Maybe a call-up eventually if he does, has a good season. I think I think Dorans is actually really... Fo- I think he's one we should really focus on here because he's a player with undoubtedly great talent uh, he's stayed fit. He's came into this team. He should be doing really well, but for one reason or another, he doesn't seem motivated. He doesn't really seem to know what he's doing. He seems to be a bit lost. Some people would argue he's not even played in the right position. Um, and if we if we want to kind of, if we're trying to look behind the curtain at Rangers right now, we're trying to figure out what's going on in the background. I think maybe looking at the way Dorns plays in the pitch every week might be example of that because he looks like a good player who doesn't believe in his coach or doesn't listen to his coach or he's sitting there waiting for his coach to get sacked so they can bring in you know someone who he would like or something like that. I'm not suggesting that I'm not suggesting he's actively trying to sabotage you know what's going on at Rangers. I'm just saying he doesn't look like he doesn't look like someone who is um you know on board with what's going on right now. So
0: was Pedro the wrong man
2: to begin with then?
1: Yeah, it was. I I, I said that even when I was I was um making the point that Casilla needed time. I don't I, for me it should have been Alex McLeish until the end of the season, and then uh, they should have made a big play for Derek McInnes because Derek McInnes proved by considering Sunderland's offer that he was willing to at least con- uh, think about moving on from Aberdeen. And I'm not saying it would have been an easy get, but uh, you know if you'd if you'd said to uh, Derek McInnes that he was going to get the money that Kashinia eventually got, I'm sure he would have would have been tempted, particularly you know having been a, a former Rangers player himself. Um, but the, now that they committed to Pedro Kashinia, they, they needed to to give him a a fair shot. And I don't think he was the worst appointment. Looking through um, his previous clubs and what he'd achieved at previous clubs, he had a history of going into hot messes, if you want to call it that, (laughs) and uh, steadying the ship. He'd made a bit of a career of that. Now, you could argue he'd never done it on in such an environment as Rangers and, and all that comes with the rivalry, rivalry with Celtic and the goldfish goldfish bowl and all those cliches. Um, but he wasn't the worst appointment. Now I'm stu- I, I just wonder when we're going to see his team. How long, He was appointed in March. Mm-hmm. And how long ago is that? Se- seven months ago now. Um, over seven months ago. <laughs> and yet we're still hearing, well, you know, it's not his team. It's not his team. And well, th- that's, 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 for, a, for a certain point, that, that holds water. You know, he had Warburton's team, then he made so many signings. That they needed to gel together. Now we're hearing, well, I you know, he he's, he's, they're still holes in this team. Well, is, uh, does that then fall with the director of football, Mark Allen, who, by the way, we've heard we've heard very little about. I was I was speaking about this earlier in the week. Um, it's, only, com- it's only Tuesday Graham. Yeah, it seems <laughs> like a lot. Tell me about it. You know, how come there was so much scrutiny of Craig Levine at Hearts, and no disrespect to Hearts, a smaller club than Rangers, and. You, Rangers made this big appointment of Mark Allen. How much have we heard about him since he's come into yeah. the job? There's been nothing about him at all. <laughs> Maybe we should do an article on that, you know, we've got we can do something about that. But um yeah, I, I, it's difficult to determine what what's the director of football doing and what Pedro Cuchini is doing and whether it's valid to say, well Pedro Casino still doesn't have his team here.
0: I just, I don't know, I think he, they definitely gave him the money and supported him in the transfer market.
2: Let me ask you this, Neil, since you are the one who, you always end up asking, asking the questions, yeah. so you never get to answer them. I mean, you wrote a really good article last week on the comparison between Coutinho and Warburton. I mean, what are your conclusions? Do you think Coutinho has been better than Warburton? See, so if you go by purely points per
0: game, he has, uh, but then... That old this, chestnut. This yeah. team's better though. Quite quality. Yeah, d- definitely, this team are better, and I think I think the reason as well is I find it quite hard to say what style Pedro Coutinho plays in because he's not scared to change it. Whether that's a good thing or not is a whole different debate. But Warburton's team was so stale from the start of that SPFL campaign, or sorry, Scottish Premiership campaign. Apologies. Yeah, I'm going to um, have to direct you yeah, to yeah. the article on the brand <laughs> of the Scottish um, Premiership. But yeah, I think
2: I think they're a better side. And I do. I think he probably is doing a better job because. But that, is the question then. But Warburton was already doing such a well, low well, standard well, well, that that's, said, like, that's how, not enough. Well, how
0: low was the bar? I mean, exactly. I think if he wasn't doing a better job than Warburton, then my God, because <laughs> because potentially he got more money than Warburton well oh yeah summer. just lay
2: it out in case people haven't read the article so like do you remember some of the stats that yeah
0: so points per game um, you don't have to give like literally decimals but no I, doing I, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to um, not. <laughs> I
2: feel like I kind of gave you obligation there to like no, no, start no no kind of.
0: um, points per game I'm pretty sure well I'm not pretty sure I know for a fact that Pedro Coutinho's side did better than Warburton mm-hmm. uh, that's purely just SPFL because when you start out and look across the Rangers record mm-hmm. Warburton is better but when you take away all it's championship performances then it's a completely different
2: ball game I'm actually going to go into the article and cheat because, yeah, not, um, but I I remember going through that with you, and I was genuinely quite surprised that Warburton had a lower points per game than Cashina. and that's that's odd. If now that's where Kashinia deserves credit because he picked up a team that was obviously like falling apart when he picked up from Warburton. Uh, he had to deal with the end of the season, the split, and this season is a team that's still in transition. For th- so he's basically had two transition periods: at the end of last season, the start of this season, and he's still. Has a better record in the Premiership than Warburton did with a team that absolutely flew through the Championship and were settled when they arrived in the Premiership. Mm,
0: that is interesting. And just looking at the article now, I think the other things we found or like we we looked at where the the way Coutinho plays is they score more goals, but they also concede more goals. Mm. And I think that was the problem when when Warburton was there. They very rarely won go- uh, games by more than one goal. Um, yeah. They were hanging on, and they just—it was so dull. It was at least,
1: at least there's a little bit of entertainment now. And the you know there are some decent attacking players there mm-hmm. now.
0: And I think it was that thing—he just wouldn't—he would never revert from four-three-three. It was four-three-three, and I remember that that famous quote now when he said, uh, "Our plan B is doing plan A better." Yeah. I, I mean, I think I was surprised when I was looking into it that it was such mm-hmm. a kind a difference, and particularly because Pedro has—I feel it's been a bit of a He's been a bit all over the place. Yeah, but the, but then the
1: flip side of you're saying he's doing. I, I assume the the statistical uh, points ratio is slightly better, but not it's massively not huge, better. It's not huge. But that squad is significantly better. So so he should be doing quite a bit better. I I, I would say. I mean, I you mentioned there that he's a pragmatist, and that's what I would, that's what the people we spoke to in Qatar and Mexico and Portugal told me about Pedro Caixinha was that he didn't have a style of play he went into a club and he, and he was a pragmatist and he would he would react to the the challenge of each individual game I don't see that in this Rangers team I mean what was pragmatic about the way he set the team up against Motherwell looking at his character what was pragmatic about the way he threw the players under the bus on Monday I don't see this pragmatist and I don't see a philosopher in terms of his style of play either so I don't know what he is I he's think, erratic
2: yeah I mean just um, I think we're probably, probably quite unanimous here but if there's one thing I will say I think is quite worth considering is that, you know, you just said yourself, Neil there, Neil, there when you went through the stats, you were quite surprised to see that Coutinho had a better record than Warburton. I think most fans of Rangers or any other club would probably be quite surprised to hear that right now. And I wonder if we're talking about these two coaches in terms of Warburton and Coutinho and, I don't like to use the word, but is it is it, is it almost into like their brands? Do you think Kashina has really suffered from like an image problem where it's not one hundred percent his own problem. I think there's a genuine problem in the Scottish media that they've been quite aggressive towards him from day one. They don't know who he is. He's not part of the old Scot. He's not part of the old guard. He's not British. I don't know because
1: I I remember to, especially towards the end of Warburton's tenure, and there was a lot of ill feeling towards Mark Warburton from the press as well. I yeah, mean, the end. At the end. I mean, I remember going to press conferences and and with Mark Warburton and he would feed you the same
2: lines over and over
1: again and I mean, I've actually seen people mocking him for it at Nottingham Forest I've seen Rangers fans going on I've been on the
2: end of a Mark Warburton uh, stinger too actually
1: <laughs> and, a, and a Martin Blackhorn one as well. yeah. no, that was that was the oh, Mark right, okay. uh, yeah uh, but yeah he, I I don't think um, I don't think Pedro Cuchino has has a, a problem with his brand I actually think a lot of people wanted him to succeed, wanted him to modernize Rangers, wanted him to be the guy to to overhaul that club. And that's the peculiar thing about where Rangers are at the moment. They've they finally got this structure in place that they needed everyone said Rangers need to get a director of football and then they need to get a coach who coaches the team and doesn't deal with signing the players. They have got that, but they don't seem to have committed to it. Going all the way back to how they appointed a manager before a director of football. People told me, oh, it could work. I'm I'm in hindsight, I'm now seeing I'm now Um, reiterating the point, how could that possibly work? How can a director of football who's charged with moulding a club come into a club where a few months previously a manager has been hired? And 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 not
2: only that, it's clear that the signs of summer were Coutinho's because they were either players from his old clubs or Portuguese best players, so it's not as if Alan came in and said, well I like this guy Peña who used to play for you in Mexico. (laughs)
0: Oh my god, I really hope you're right there, because if he did, <laughs> then he just dig it out. Um, I mean, here's the thing, let's stay in personnel, uh, have Rangers wasted money on these players when they had players in place before that were just as good, or better?
1: Um, the only one I would say in terms of being better is, I, just, I feel like i repeat myself because I did make this point in the last time we spoke about Rangers is Barry McKay, I, I know he was a disruptive influence, I know a, a lot of Rangers fans almost resent him now for the way he, he went about things, but there is a gap in the left side of that team where Barry McKay is better, significantly better than anything they have at the moment. So um, I think they've improved their team. Did they waste money? I, I know that there's this debate over Carlos Pena. I'm still not convinced. I don't know if I just miss his good games because I have I, when Rangers play and I hear he scored those tend to be the games I haven't watched. So what was the game he got two two in recently? Yeah, but even even those, games, even those games, even those games, the
2: goals just come out of the blue more often. Than right. Though.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, when well, the games that I watched him, I've thought he's looked sluggish. I've thought he's looked lacking in a touch. I've thought he's, I thought I, I, he just doesn't look like a particularly good footballer to me. I know that sounds so fundamental, but he, he just doesn't look very good. So, the money on him, yes, I would say they've wasted that money. Also,
0: just staying on Pena, he's looked a bit like a liability. I think it was Partick Thistle. Could have been sent off yeah. for two different incidents. Th- was there
1: not, uh, was there not three different incidents? The handball, yeah, the elbow. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, there's something else as well, um, a kick out or something. So, yeah, he does. That, that seems to be quite a common theme across this Rangers team. And then you look at the manager who's getting uh, sent to the touchline and, and squaring up to Scott Brown, and you go, well, you know, maybe that's where it's coming from. But at least he's not doing a Grim Marty headstand.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love that headstand.
2: <laughs> Graham Martin is the only manager of the last three to beat Celtic.
0: And to do a headstand.
1: But well, no, he didn't it, it didn't beat didn't get a draw though. You There's it. a draw,
2: sorry, We'll take points off then, sorry. Yeah. Um but I I I actually think the business rangers did in the summer Was quite good. Pena probably was was standing, um, and like I genuinely dug really into the numbers and really tried to figure out what Pena does and I've still came at the end of it, I'm still not entirely sure. Um but he has his goal-scoring record in Mexico was good, and I think... Well, his right,
1: record so far it, here hasn't yeah, been bad, well, that's you, th- you wonder, I'm sorry of cut you off,
2: but you wonder, like, how, like, Well, maybe that's... I mean, the thing is, though, like, I've... Oh, God, I'm trying to think now back to numbers, but I'm pretty sure at his current rate, he's probably going to score about 10 or 15 goals for Rangers if he keeps up, so... And, you know, at the end of the season, if he's just kind of bobbling away, and he's still, at the end of the season, he's still got 10 or 15 goals, then that's, you can still say, as a number 10... You know, you might not look, you might not still be able to figure out what he does, but if he's still scoring those goals, then fine, but... Yeah, it hides a, hides a lot of sins, essentially. Yeah, if we put Pena to one side, I think they've actually, I think the players they've brought in are actually quite good. I think, we've probably said this already, but I think the players they've brought in have been in improvements on the players that they've they had before. Um, I'm not entirely sure if Jack and Dorns were Coutinho's idea. Um, I think they are good signings, they just need to click. I think I know whose idea they were. I think they were Charlie Adams' idea. Oh, it's just a segue.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite smooth, actually. I, I'm quite impressed Do You usually myself. let someone finish a sentence before you segue. Or it what? was just too good. It right. was just too good. I mean, sorry to interrupt, but really anywhere, but um, let's briefly, because t- we are running out of time, let's briefly touch on Charlie Adams'
1: tweet. Well, I mean, it's a load of nonsense, isn't it? I'm not sure if he was joking or not. I feel like he might have been What joking. was he specifically
2: said? He uh, just need more yeah. British players. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, because of course, you know, Brian Laudrup and... Uh, George Albert. George Albert, Giovanni van Bronckhorst,
0: Stefan Kloss, you know, none of them, they were all rubbish. Charlie Miller, though, so... Um, I know, I just... Uh, yeah, I think your dad is the best way to kind of describe it.
2: It's nonsense. I,
0: I think just to kind of sum up then, if they were to sack Coutinho, and this is obviously the million pound question and it's what everybody gets asked when they say they want a manager he's to be on the chopping get block
1: get paid if he's getting sacked <laughs> well for, for, sure, for sure yeah that, <laughs> that, that does, does sound like million pound like question <laughs> for Pedro himself <laughs> and, and for David, David King, King. Yeah.
0: um who would who would Rangers look to next who can they look to next to replace Kashiñya at this point of the season as well because it's unlikely and McKenna is going to leave at this point of the season
1: well this yeah
0: this point of the season it's really difficult and that's maybe the one thing
1: that Kashiñya's got for him i mean it's the obvious one, and everyone says it, but it's the obvious one for a reason. Uh, Long term, McInnes is the guy. I, I'd I'd be saying I, if I was Dave King or um, whoever makes the decisions on these things, or director football at Rangers, that's that's the guy I'd be going can,
2: can for. I, can I just jump in with McInnes quickly? Yeah, this might be a minority view. That I've heard from a few fans that I'm friends with. I think a f- fair few chunky Rangers fans don't want McInnes. He's been the guy. who has been a real thorn in their side for two seasons now. For an Aberdeen team, obviously, you know, Aberdeen Rangers go back. He's an Aberdeen guy now, in my opinion.
1: He is, but uh, but fans fans hate someone until they're theirs.
2: Of course, yeah, and of course he is. He is a Rangers man. That's fine, but
1: that old term, a Rangers man. I wonder.
2: Knows. I want, and to be honest with you, I wonder if it's mutual. I wonder. If, I wonder if McInnes is, uh, you know, I, well, that's what I was going to say. I Actually. I have my doubts whether whether he'll ever go. I, I just think I don't understand why McInnes would go through Rangers. If I'm honest with you.
1: If they had a big budget, but now have Rangers got that big budget because obviously they've splurged it in in the summer. Um, and it sounds like McInnes would want another shot of England. But that that's what I was saying. If you in the summer was the time to make the play for him, he you know he he probably wouldn't have got a very good job in in England at that time. Um, evidently yeah well exactly Um, he was prepared to move on because you know shown by the fact he was going he went to Sunderland to speak to them and also Rangers had money to spend that was the time to to make the play for him so I don't really know I'd need to know what Rangers have to spend um, whether they could tempt him
2: yeah I mean they don't have a replacement lined up as far as we can tell Um, and it's hard to do so in the middle of the season and Green makes a perfect point Um, if they had the money to sack him and pay him off they'd still need to hire someone who might cause compensation and then they'd have to and then they'd start the whole merry-go-round of trying to buy someone in January. So, I mean, but maybe throw some names out there. Harry Redknapp, then you've got it for I January and he'll just be able to get Cranch. Oh wait, Crancher's already there. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Harry Redknapp, <laughs> McLeishaw in assistant role to one day fill in. Yeah. Tracking. How about tracking. <laughs> How, How about this? Tommy Wright.
0: I think Rangers could do a lot worse than um, getting Tommy Wright. But well, he's, again, he's but again would, he, would he go to Rangers now?
2: yeah I Yay think so I <laughs> yeah I <laughs> think ways. I think he's it well yeah here's one thing I will add though if they do sack Kishina it's almost definitely going to have to be someone like a proper like old established manager they can't well, I mean they can, but I just don't think they're going to go for like a left field, you know, Remember forward thinking Remember when the coach? Rangers
1: were the ones who were lining up Ian Cathro years ago? Mm-hmm. There was that wee story about him being Rangers manager. He's
2: they're available. Like, that would
1: be something.
0: He's available. Yeah,
2: He's, he is <laughs> available. He is <laughs> available. I think <laughs> on, on that. Uh, so, oh, sorry. I know you're about to end, but <laughs> no, it's fine. How about this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to this Oh actually yeah. no I can't take Coyle which never mind I was going to see the way to the end of the season and see how Coyle does at Ross County but he's
1: Oh and Coyle that's such a left field I mean I know he's down in the Scottish Premiership
0: Yeah but and I pretty. didn't he play for Celtic Yeah
1: really? yeah.
2: So he's a, So forget it Well
1: Kenny Miller uh, played for Celtic and he's doing just fine at Rangers
0: Yeah that's true I've also seen people say Kenny Miller should just get the job so um, Oh no people are being serious um, Barry
2: Ferguson there we go <laughs>
0: as assistant yeah brilliant I, I think we should leave it there because uh, it's not going to get better is it uh, thanks again for listening to the 2.1 cast as usual we'll just give the usual shout outs. you can find all of the 2.1 content across social media that's on Twitter Instagram and Facebook at the 2.1 and also at the 2.1.com where you can find it all about uh, the different subscription uh, details over there but until next week we'll see you again on the 2.1 cast we won't see you again you'll, we'll, you'll just listen to us again every week
2: we say we'll see them
0: I know I don't know why I've only just kind of like corrected myself mm. yeah. you need to learn how to podcast work I know I don't, I don't know. know Just or we could get, get a webcam, webcam. Yeah. anyway yeah we'll not see, we'll see you again next cool. week